People always say history is dry and boring, but it's not. It's totally not. It's just been taught to them, forced down their throats in a way where they don't get it. It's actually better than any Netflix series or anything you're going to see on Amazon or any science fiction movie or anything you're going to see, any Marvel comics movie or any drama or anything. It's better than fiction. It's better than movies. It's filled with the most amazing moments. And that's what we have here. Great moments in history that changed the world. And when we put them together in these episodes, you will see history totally rocks. This is Great Moments in History. History told in a series of incredible moments. History told in a series of moments that will blow your mind. History told in a series of moments that will rock your world. And now, here's the history guy, Tom Carroll. This is Tom Carroll, and this is Great Moments in History, uh, where we look at moments in history that changed the world. And today we're going to get into the Wayback Machine. You remember the Wayback Machine where you can go back as far as you want and go back to 1777, not 76. Everybody talks about 1776. This is 1777. And uh, the name of this, the title of this one, this episode, is The Cannon That Made America. And you're going to see how in one a great moment, momentous moment in the history of the United States, before it was the United States, a, a Polish guy that you probably never heard of in your life did something that created the United States of America. And we're going to tell you how it worked today. So let's go back to 1777 and recognize a couple of things. First, the British are here. Americans have suffered tremendous losses at the Battle of Long Island. Washington has come back in 1776 at Christmas time and won tremendous victories at Trenton and Princeton over the Hessians, not the British, the Hessians, the Germans, the paid mercenaries, whose hearts probably weren't totally in it as paid mercenaries. But uh, And then things kind of settled down. And the Brits are trying to figure out what to do here. And they, they take a look at the geography and they realize that the Hudson River sort of goes straight up north, connecting almost, you know, through the lakes all the way up to Montreal. And if they can take control of that river, they can cut uh, all of those New England colonies, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, it's present day Maine, all the way up and sort of cut them off where they think that they think they're the rebels. They can just cut them off. Things will just, you know, they'll, they'll win the South and they'll win the war. So there's this British general 
named Johnny Burgoyne, who is a great, he's sort of a very interesting guy. He's called Gentleman Johnny. And the reason he's called Gentleman Johnny is that his troops loved him, which was not a normal thing for a general in the British Army. Most of them were despised by the troops who were impressed out of bars in England, you know, like you go in for a drink, next thing you know, you've knocked unconscious and taken out and you're in the army. Or you just signed up because you were in abject poverty or whatever. Anyway, the, the, the generals treated them really badly and they hated them. But uh, Burgoyne was well-liked because he seemed to care deeply about his men. Anyway, he turns out to be the goat in this story, uh, but I don't really look at it this way. I'm not sure any of this was really his fault. But anyway, let's let's figure out what happened. So Burgoyne convinces the British that there should be a three-pronged attack to take the Hudson River and Albany. He's going to come down from Montreal, from Canada. Somebody else is going to come east from New, uh, upstate New York. And then General Howe, who's, I think, really the villain of this story, he's going to come north from New York City, basically. And they're all going to meet in Albany. Now, recognize something. Communications were not like texting. You know, you couldn't, like, text somebody in England and get a reply back in 15 seconds. In fact, it would take sometimes two months, three months just to get a message over to England, and then six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks to get the message back. So it could take three, four, five months to get a message, hi, you know, I'm going north. And then it would get, you know, get five months later, somebody, you know, in another part of the United States would get that. Burgoyne then decides to leave and he expects the other two armies to meet him in Albany. So he's heading south, goes down. He actually takes Fort Ticonderoga. If you've never been there, uh, it's great. It's terrific. It's, uh, you know, you can really see what it was kind of like back then. Takes Fort Ticonderoga, and then he pushes on down south. And uh, he starts to encounter the classic problems that the British get, which is that it's hard going, slow going. The forests are very dense, very hard to sort of get through. Anyway, he's got a, a, an army of about 6,000, 7,000. He's got a little trouble in Bennington, you know, the current Bennington, Vermont. There's a little, he's out looking for provisions, you know, he needs some burgers for the troops and they get into a little fight and then their Native American scouts leave them. And then, you know, one thing leads to another, it's bad. And he makes a fateful decision, which, you know, everybody, everybody makes decisions. He makes a fateful decision to cross the Hudson on September 13th, 1777. Okay, so now he's on the west side of the Hudson and he's going south and he's expecting to meet up with a couple of armies uh, pretty soon. And here's where the great moment in history happens. So there's this Polish guy, Thaddeus Kosciuszko. 
is his name. Probably never heard of him, right? There's actually a bunch of towns in America and bridges and stuff named after this guy because at the end of the Revolutionary War, he was a hero. But he was a Polish guy, came over and said, you know, I can help. What can I do? Kind of thing. He was brilliant in artillery and fortifications. And he's with the army along the Hudson River in Saratoga. Now, the Battle of Saratoga, as you'll find out if you go there, was not fought in Saratoga. Strange as that might sound. It was actually fought just a little bit north of Stillwater, right on the Hudson River, and a little bit inland, but not in Saratoga. So if you go to Saratoga and say, where's the battlefield, they're going to go... <laughs> Go that way. Drive that, you know, drive that way 20 minutes. Go south, you know, till you get there. Anyway, so you're over by the river. You're if you look at a present-day map, you'll go, Saratoga's not on a river. Well, that's the battle was actually on the river. Okay, so here's here's the great moment. So Kosciusko is with the army, and you know, the army is, you know, loosely. It's a bunch of guys dressed up in you know revolutionary war kind of you know civilian outfits uh with muskets where if you're not like you know within like 20 yards chances are you're not going to hit anybody i mean army is you know is loose term here anyway he is uh walking along the hudson river in the heights uh above the river and he notices something very interesting that the only way that General Burgoyne can get to Albany is along the river. There's a road just by the river. There's the only way he's going to do it is get by. So he says to his American compatriots, he says, we're going to put cannon right here. He's on a bluff overlooking the Hudson River, right here. And they're like scratching their heads like, right here? He's going, yeah, right here. And they're like, it's hard to believe, you know, that you've got all these incredibly smart people and you need this Polish guy who shows up from, you know, Poland or Belarus, wherever he was. And he says, put the can right here. Why? Well, if you put the cannon right here, they won't be able to get by. And if they can't get by, then you will be able to surround them and defeat them. And they go, huh, sounds sounds good. Let's do that. So they spend about a week. They start this process about September 7th, 1777. And they spent about a week doing this. And ultimately, they have all these cannon. If you go to the site, and I strongly recommend you do, it now it looks like a great picnicking site. But back then, it was the site of the battle. And the, the, they build the, these cannons. That, And if you look down on the river, you go, there's no way anybody's getting past that with cannon from up here. And that's exactly what happened. So this Kosciuszko... Uh, basically tells them what to do, and they do it. And um, a gentleman, Johnny Burgoyne, and his army comes down, and he looks up and goes, you know, HF, uh, says, we're in trouble here. And they can't get by. And what happens is, at first, they have two battles. 
They have essentially the battles of Freeman's farm. Uh, he was a loyalist, so they probably figured, why not? The loyalist, of course, being on the British side, said, why not? Good place, good place for a battle. And that was fought on September 19th. And, of course, the hero of that battle um, was Benedict Arnold, really, Benedict Arnold, of course, being the Benedict Arnold, who made one of the great miscalculations in the history of the world by joining the British side, by by becoming a turncoat. He was he was arguably one of the top generals in the Continental Army, and uh, he had been sent there, and he was hot headed. Uh, <laughs> um, to say the least. And he was in fights with everybody, but ultimately he got out there and did a tremendous job. His men liked him. Uh, Horatio Gates, who had just taken over, didn't really like him, but they liked him. Anyway, they have the first fight at, at Freeman's Farm. Uh, and then uh, the British kind of lick their wounds and try to figure out what the heck they're going to do. And they find out that General Howe, who's supposed to be coming north, has gone to Philadelphia. <laughs> Like, oh my God, what do we do now? <laughs> what happened? How is going to Philadelphia instead of coming north? And that's where that communication thing goes is that maybe he didn't know, maybe he, who knows what happened. I mean, I don't, I feel sorry for gentleman Johnny Burgoyne, uh, even though I'm glad he lost because. I go, this is not fair. He was expecting a giant army to sort of show up, and the army's not there. He's on his own. The army that came from the West, that one turned back as well. He's on his own. So he's trying to figure out what to do. He forces a second battle, uh, the Battle of Bemis Heights, which is on October 7th. And that battle is not essentially won, but the British are beaten back. Uh, and at this point, you know, nothing succeeds like success. Continental Army always had trouble getting men. But as soon as all these men, you know, on their farms saw that their, a victory was coming, they, they hightailed it down. And next thing you know, there's about 5,000 British soldiers and there's about 15,000 American or Continental troops under Horatio Gates and Benedict Arnold and uh, Daniel Morgan and some of these other incredible and and some of these guys are really great shots because they've spent their lives killing squirrels at a hundred yards so they know how to shoot most of the other guy most of the other guns weren't but some of these guns really did and they they started picking off British officers. Uh, which is probably not fun for the British officers. Uh, you know, they're probably hiding in the troops. They were getting they were getting picked off. Anyway, so they have this battle of Bemis Heights on October 7th. They don't really break out. They lose a lot of men, and he's surrounded. He at that point he does um gentleman Johnny goes to Saratoga where he kind of licks his wounds. He's now surrounded. His he's running out of food. Uh, basically has no choice. In those days, it was like a chess game. Uh, you just surrendered. So he surrenders. Okay, so why did he surrender? He surrendered because of that great moment in history, which allowed all this to happen when Kosciuszko says, put the cannon here. That changed the world. 
Otherwise, Gentleman Johnny and his army would have shot right down, gone past, and gone to Albany where the, where there. Now, what's the effect of this this victory after Burgoyne surrenders his entire army of 5,000, 6,000 soldiers? What is the effect of this? Well, the effect of this is to bring France into the war on the side of the Americans. The alliance with France begins soon after. And um, let's be honest, without France, uh, this would have been a longer war, possibly even a stalemated war. But years later, 1781, uh, the French army uh, goes with Washington down to Yorktown and blockades the coastline, and ultimately at Yorktown, the British have to surrender their southern army. So they've lost their northern army, their southern army, and uh, all because Kosciuszko said, put the cannons here. They said he probably didn't understand him because of his Polish accent. Said, put them here. They went, oh, okay, we'll put them here. And then ultimately, after the defeat at Yorktown, which wasn't, you know, everybody says the Battle of Yorktown. It wasn't actually a battle. It was a siege. Uh, it wasn't really a battle. Uh, British gave up. The only thing they had left was New York. And there was no way for a single army in New York to defeat the Continental Army. And ultimately, a couple of years later, the British essentially concede the war and the United States of America is born. It's born because of a great moment in history. And that moment where a Polish soldier named Kosciuszko decides where to put a cannon and the Americans go along with them. And that great moment in history is why the cannon made America. I'm Tom Carroll, and this is Great Moments in History. You've been listening to Great Moments in History with the history guide, Tom Carroll. History told in a series of incredible moments. For more information, visit us at www.greatmomentsinhistory.live. That's dot L-I-V-E. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. 